Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer, a dating and makeover expert, where I will help you build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. I had a client who was a shape shifter. Let me explain what shape shifter is. And now, if you look at the definition in mythology, folklore, shape shifting is the ability of a being or a creature to completely transform its physical form or shape. And this usually is achieved through like an inherent ability of a mythological creature, divine intervention, or use of magic. Now, the shape shifting I'm referring to is not so mystical, uh, but it really is people's ability to morph into what other people want to see, what other people like. And a lot of people do this in order to be liked, to be praised, accepted, or simply just to survive. So going back to my client, and you probably know a lot of people like this, or maybe this is you. She came to me and I have to say she presented really well. She was smart, successful, beautiful, very well-dressed, put together. Um, You know, and in fact, in her field, she was considered a leader and very charismatic. And so from the outside, you would say, well, why is she coming to you for coaching? She seems like she's totally together. But there was one big problem. She still kept attracting unhealthy and lopsided relationships in her life, both romantically and in the workplace. And what she said is that she ends up caring more about other people, yet it's not reciprocated. And so she came in and did a whole intensive with me. And we sat down, of course, like I always do. And I got a good history. And lo and behold, what we kind of uncovered is that early on when she was a little girl, first of all, she was adopted. And she had some issues around that, really kind of some unfinished business. But there were some really um, early attachment issues that she was having with her mom. Um, Her mom was very moody, and she learned as a little girl that the only way that she could get attention from her or receive love is to kind of morph herself into something that her mom wanted at the time. And that really was a way that she was praised and she got attention for it. So she ended up being the good girl. And as she kind of went through life, she learned the skill. Now, the skill really worked for her in terms of business and sales and work. And again, she was very well liked, but she really had a hard time connecting with people. And after we did the work and I was helping her try to find her real self, at that point, she broke down and cried. And she said, Kim, I don't think I know who I am outside of other people. I guess I never realized that. I've been just going, 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 going. And I've been so into other people's lives, other people's moods that I guess I just kind of lost myself. And I, I find this is a very common theme with shapeshifters. So again, she ended up in these relationships that were really not fulfilling. Um, the men that she was attracting really didn't care about her in the end. And she just felt empty inside. 
And so after doing the work and helping her have a voice and kind of showing up in a way that let people, not just men, but people in general know who she was, she attracted something very different. And I'm happy to say there was a happy ending to the story. She got herself a mature man, as she put it. It wasn't a, a man child <laughs> as she was attracting in, in the past. And who was actually her perfect match financially, emotionally, and socially. And she couldn't believe it because it was really just a small shift that we did, but it went so far. And you know that's what I'm all about. Small changes add up to the bigger win. So today I want to help all of you stop being a shape shifter and find the real you. So why do people do this? You know, again, like you may hear this and think, well, what's what's wrong with understanding people's needs? Isn't that a good skill to have? And yes, it is. And the reason why a lot of people are this way is, again, they like to find ways of gaining acceptance, love, praise. Um, they can even look like a people pleaser in the end. Not everybody. But the problem is, is that people then won't really know the real you, your true feelings about something. Know where you stand and what you stand for. Now, <laughs> narcissists, codependents, man, women, children will love you because you're catering to their inherent need of being attended to, right? But if you're like my client, you deserve to have and find love that is on equal ground and not constantly morphing yourself into gaining that acceptance, which ultimately attracts those lopsided relationships. So this is an amazing skill to have. I, I want to just emphasize that even though there may be challenges about things, there's always gifts as well. So being a shapeshifter isn't necessarily a bad thing. It, it is an amazing skill, which is why if you are one, you're good at sales. You're probably a leader in your group. You're even seen as popular and you even can be seen as charismatic. But the problem is, again, nobody really knows the real you. And this is another thing that I find when people are like in friendships with shapeshifters or even romantic relationships, ultimately what those people say is they get annoyed because you don't have your own opinions or your own thoughts and you don't know you. So stop being a shapeshifter and find the real you. So how do you do this? This is, you know, again, I always like going into the how. So I want to give you three just general tips in how you can break this down for yourself. First of all, to detect if you are a shapeshifter, how often you're shapeshifting, and to see if you can start changing some of that like my client did. The first thing is to really hone in on your identity. Now, a lot of shapeshifters who find themselves in relationships lose their identity very fast, and they almost forget who, like their passions, their hobbies, things that make them tick. So... Whether you're in a relationship or not, figure out who you are by definitely carving out time for yourself. Here's the other thing is a lot of people who are good at this skill are in very high, high positions of power. 
And they expend so much energy at work that you're just like exhausted when you get home. And so you don't even have time for yourself. So if this is you, I want you to carve and spend some time with just yourself. It could be meditation, yoga, or even just listening to music and ask yourself, how, how does it feel to be alone? What do you like to do for yourself? Start writing down your passions, your hobbies, things that make you tick. Start researching online, maybe activities that you can get involved in that are around those hobbies and passions. And start implementing that in your life, separate from other people, separate from your work identity, separate from your mommy identity or your daddy identity, you know, whatever it is you're doing outside of yourself. Also ask yourself, are there times that you shapeshift more than others? Start tracking that. You know, there are there are part-time shapeshifters, I will say. You know, maybe just at work, that's when you do it. And then in your personal life, you don't do it. So try to track for yourself who you do it with, when do you do it, and why. The why is the real importance. Really, really important. If you look at it, you know, um, I'll just use the client as an example, she determined that when she did this at work, she got praised a lot by her boss because she catered to what her boss was looking for and ultimately was doing things for her boss, for her team. So she got praised. And when I made that parallel to how she received that praise from mom, it just kind of clicked because she realized a lot of the stuff that was happening at work was dysfunctional and it wasn't right for her. So she did start setting boundaries and having a voice at work. And there actually was a lot of positive impact she had. So not only did she start attracting like better guy in her life, but also a healthier work environment. So really dig in and try to understand why you're doing this. Okay, so that's the first tip. Really pull in and look at your identity. Who are you? The second tip is looking at how you express yourself. Okay, so express your needs, express who you are. I've done other podcasts on this. If you want to dig deep on this, I encourage you to listen to some of those. Practice being seen and heard outside your script. And what I mean by that is a lot of people look like they're pretty savvy with communicating and expressing themselves when they are in a role. So at work, if you're able to kind of voice something, that's great. But then you might be shutting down in your personal life. And I see this happen a lot. So there might be situations where when you're in that role and you're having, you know, the confidence to have that voice, when you are left to just your own devices and it's just you, like if you're in a social situation or you're on a date, you suddenly feel insecure. You suddenly feel shy and almost lost. Why? Because you're not clear of who you are and what you're feeling outside your role. So again, pull in and see what it is that 
you know, you do for yourself and how you express your feelings and thoughts. And one tool I've taught this before and I want to reemphasize is using the I message as much, much as possible. Say to people, I feel happy or I feel angry or I feel frustrated when and talk about the impact things are having on you so people really know where you stand. Okay, so that's the second tip. The third tip is, this is around dating, okay? So this is for your sing- the single people out there, date for yourself, not others. Uh, I can't tell you how many times I hear people going out on dates and they conform into what the date wants. Stop doing that because you're not going to know who is right for you, and you're going to end up in one of those lopsided situations. So learn to date in a different way. Start talking about on dates right from the get-go. What makes you tick? What do you love? What do you stand for? Your feelings about things. And again, it doesn't, I'm not talking about airing out all your problems and feelings on a first date. Please don't misunderstand that because I hear this all the time. It's about if an appetizer gets served to you, instead of just saying thank you and seeing if your date likes it, express how you feel about that appetizer. Say, oh, I love, love this appetizer. I wonder what's in it. Maybe a little cheese, a little broccoli, Mmm, I love this. I'm going to ask the waiter whether or not I can get the recipe because I really am into cooking these days. Do you see how like giving your date a little more can elicit a different kind of response? It's just not about airing your problems. It's about saying what you feel about something and what you stand for. And then once you say it, see your date's response. Does your date kind of just skim over your feelings and thoughts about things? Does he or she change the subject back onto them? Does he or she, conversely, actually be really interested what you want? Oh my gosh, you're into cooking. So what kind of things do you like to cook? That's a good, that's a good date. He or she is listening to what you have to say. So that is a really different way for a shapeshifter (laughs) to date. So again, just to review, look at ways that you can pull in and look at your identity, the way you express yourself and date yourself differently. All right, let's get into the part where I am going to read this email that I got is hilarious in some ways. So, and there's a lot of layers to it. So, listen closely. Hi, Kimberly. My friend Chris sucks. Okay, my best friend Anna cheated on him, but then he started dating. Anna's best friend. It's crazy. Before, Chris was a diehard Christian because Anna was a diehard Christian. But then Chris started to date an atheist and then became an atheist. And then they broke up. Now he is dating a woman who is a Catholic. And guess what? He has converted to Catholicism. And he goes to Mass every Sunday. And he doesn't believe in birth control, etc. He literally has morphed into whomever he is dating. 
And it is so infuriating because I judge him to be the biggest freaking wimp who can think for who can't think for himself. Is there any way to help him? <laughs> now, hopefully you, you you caught all that. I know there was a lot there, but Chris just keeps morphing himself into whatever date he has relationship he has. And so no one really knows the real Chris. The thing that I want to emphasize here is you hear how angry this person is. She didn't leave her name who wrote this because she said, I'm infuriated, you know, and this is what I was talking about in the beginning of the podcast. You can really annoy and infuriate people over time. So I feel your pain, whoever it is that wrote this. I, I'm I'm assuming it's a woman. And 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 honestly, I don't know whose pain I feel more for at this point. You or your friend Chris, but I I should actually have a whole other podcast about why you're still friends with this guy, Chris, and why you're continuing to be friends with somebody who infuriates them. But that, again, that's a whole other like podcast and topic. So let's address your friend. If he were listening, I would probably give him tips to what we discussed before around helping him find identity, have his own voice and learn how to date differently. But for you as the friend, you have to look at your piece too. You know, so I always say what shows up in one area in people's lives often shows up and leaks into others, right? So my guess, you didn't say this in the letter, my guess is that he's probably doing this with you too. And so my question is, what are you doing about it as a friend? Are you calling him on it? Or are you just letting it slide and collecting info on this and then just getting infuriated? And so, you know, as a friend, that is your job and a good modeling for him to let him know how you feel when he does this. So as much as possible, what I would say to you is to call him out when he does things like this. So if he, you know, keeps shape-shifting with different women or shape-shifting with you, say how it makes you feel. Say like the I statement, I feel really frustrated and annoyed when you go out with these different women and you start changing your personality. I would love to talk to you about it more and how it's affecting me and and ultimately you. And to have an open conversation about it because Mind you, I have a feeling Chris has no awareness of this. Like, I kid you not, when I sat down with my client who I talked about in the beginning of the podcast, she had no clue that she was doing this at all until I put a mirror in front of her. And I said, do you realize you're doing this and you're doing this throughout your whole life? So I think he's just gotten so used to doing this and this is how he finds love and feels accepted. As a good friend, if you can show him by breaking this, he'll actually attract better relationships. You'll be a great friend. So hopefully that helps you. Um, Look, if you're like the friend here, or if you're like Chris, what I want to say is the 
biggest thing to keep in mind is to just be expressive and open and direct with your feelings. That is going to be the best thing as a friend and for you, because the more you pull in and identify your own feelings around situations like this and then express them, that is healthy. That's open communication. So I know you got this and and I know that you all can stop being shapeshifters and really find the real you. So I hope you enjoyed that one. It was an interesting one. And I, and I know that um, it, it, shapeshifters can come in different forms. And again, there can be part-time shapeshifting. So if you're doing any of that, cut it out and become the real you. Thanks for joining me today. This has been the Charisma Quotient. I'm your host, Kim Seltzer. And remember, you can build confidence, make connections, and find love from the outside in. And if you want to know what archetype you are and the mistakes you're making out there, ladies, make sure you go to my site, seltzerstyle.com, and take that quiz. And if you're looking to get away, come check out my dating makeover retreat, The Ultimate Sexy Reboot. It is going to be fabulous. April 12th through the 15th, we are going clothes shopping, man shopping, and we are going to stop that shape shifting once and for all so that you attract the right guy in your life. So thanks for joining me today, and I will see you next week with more tips 